Welcome to the Sports Block Podcast here on this uh, first week of August. Nathan Sacken here alongside my good friend and co-host Travis Krenz. Travis, how are we doing? We're good. New months. Kind of the end of the summer. School starts here in two weeks. Yep. We got uh, football in you know, three, three and a half weeks. So summer, school starting is about done. Yep. Yeah. And your busy season really begins here now. So when do you call your first football game? Be uh, August twenty seventh. August twenty seventh, and so you will be calling Mitchell. Are you? Will you be calling any other games at all, or is it? Will you just be Mitchell? Oh, just Mitchell. Uh, and then volleyball games throughout the week, and uh, we have our annual amateur baseball tournament that starts tomorrow as well. So that's uh, we'll be busy with that here for the next couple of weeks. Ah, yes. Yep. Uh, who's the favorite? Is it Alexandria again or some other town? Oh, yes. It would be Alexandria is the favorite. And uh, they live-streamed the selection show, or how they select the brackets. Oh, okay. So, yeah. There's a lot of old people doing this, a lot of old people on this baseball committee. So it's a 32-team bracket. Which is plenty of teams. There's there's only seven districts, seven leagues to pick from. Uh, so in, in certain leagues, you get a certain amount of teams. So 32 teams. Uh, all these teams over the past couple of weeks, they've had their district tournaments. And if you win that, you're automatically in. Okay. So what they did was, uh, if you win that, uh, then they then they see those teams first, kind of. So they take the seven winners of the seven basically conference tournaments. They literally write them on a piece of paper, put them in a garbage bucket, small small garbage bucket, mm-hmm. and they pick them out one by one. And then those seven conference champs are slotted in certain spots in the bracket so that they don't play each other. Right. And then what they do is they take the seven runner-ups of the conference tournaments, and then they select those and put those teams in the bracket. So, let's say in the top half of the bracket, you've got four conference winners. The runners-up in those conferences or leagues would then go in the bottom half of the bracket. Okay. So you wouldn't, so you would not play, you know, the champion and runner-up in a conference tournament or league tournament would not play each other until later in the tournament. Gotcha. So they do that. That takes up 14 spots. So you've got 18 spots left, and all of that is just a complete random draw. They literally put all 18 teams on a piece of paper and a small trash bucket, and they select from there. You can't play a team in your own league okay. in the first round, but other than that, anybody can play anybody. And it was funny because people were always wondering, so how do they actually pick this bracket? Because they don't see these teams, they don't rank them, mm-hmm. they don't do anything like that. So it ended up being that Alexandria, who was uh, the number one team again this year and the favorite, uh, they won five, six state titles over the past decade. They won it last year. Guess who they play, Stacking? Mitchell? They they play the team, Canova, who would be the, the number two team if you were to pick 
who do you think is going to be in the championship game? Most people would say it's going to be Alexandria and probably Canova. Hmm. If not in the championship game, then at the very least in the semifinals, both teams are semifinal worthy teams. And last year, Alexandria played Canova in the championship game. And the last two winners of this thing are Alexandria and Canova. Hmm. They're the two biggest teams, the two best teams, and they play each other in the first round of this tournament. Friday morning at 11 a.m. So if Canova loses, it, I'm, I'm guessing it's double elimination? No, it's one game and you're done. Really? So the... the <laughs> Okay, I mean, can you imagine if the NCAA committee picked, you know, their bracket, like, based the bracket out of a bucket and picked teams like that, and you could have, say, Duke against Gonzaga in the first round? Or Very, very rare that something like this would happen, but it happened, and we get Canova versus Alexandria, which was last year's championship game. And it's a rematch of the last two teams to win a state title. And since neither team won their league tournament or conference tournament, Mm -hmm. then they were in neither one of those top two slots. So really, the the regular season is meaningless for the most part. Yep. It's all if if you win. I feel like Alexandria was the number one team. They lost in their conference tournament. And despite that, they still make it. But it's there's got to be a better way. So I don't know if this will yeah. spark another idea because, <clears throat> I don't know, there, there is an amateur baseball poll, a top 10 all season long. Mm-hmm. So I don't know like, why you can't go based on that. I don't know. Well, it makes for an awful lot of intrigue there right off the bat to start this tournament. And then also... Um, it also opens the door for a new champion and potentially, you know, just a lot of other teams now who have some hope now not having to potentially play one or both of those teams. Uh, yeah, because they're, uh, they're two of the favorites. And uh, Winter Cologne, always another team that's uh, pretty good. So, yeah, one of those two teams are going to lose in the first round. Okay. And that, that obviously affects attendance. Alexandria, the, the closest team, I would say, to Mitchell. And uh, the biggest draw and the best team, they have the biggest crowds. And uh, Canova, also a historically significant baseball team. So that's a uh, a bad matchup to have 11 a.m. on a Friday. Yep. And, you know, you got to do better than that when you come up with a state tournament bracket. Yes, yeah. And think of all that potential revenue now that will be lost because these two teams are playing. Well... Uh, looking forward to um, hearing how that's going next week and, and find out just what happened there on Friday. Uh, Krenz, i got to be honest, Hurricane Nathan's coming because I'm pissed off. I am very... Are you pissed off Vikings? Uh, you betcha you I am. You're pissed off Vikings. Good. You, you know what? I'm pissed off too because they suck. Well, you know what? That's good. I have never been more pissed off, disappointed, angry at the Minnesota Vikings than I am currently today. Um, let's just start with what happened on Saturday. Uh, I think it was Saturday. Kellen Mond tests positive for COVID-19, and so he's going to be put on the list. Kirk Cousins and Nate Stanley are deemed close contacts. 
So they are not going to be able to play. They're going to have to go, you know, in isolation for a few days. They're going to have to go on the list. And they are deemed uh, high-risk contacts or close contacts because per the agreement between the NFL and the NFLPA, they are deemed that if they are not vaccinated. And uh, you know what? Given Kirk Cousins, um, I, I don't know if this is based off religion or like his religious stances or what. But uh, immediately, I think it just like every time I've defended Kirk Cousins, this is indefensible. And I don't think this is something that I can ever forgive him for unless unless he leads the Vikings to a Super Bowl. So there's that. So Jake Browning, a quarterback from Washington, who, you know, we knew you know, he had a fairly good collegiate career, but, you know, nothing special. Undrafted has been on the practice squad for a little bit. He had all the reps in the in the, you know, back together Saturday event that the NFL held. And, you know, the, the Vikings had a team scrimmage in front of fans and whatnot. Uh, sounds like he did pretty well. Then, so then we have Mike Zimmer, who is just irate about all of this, saying, I don't know why you wouldn't get vaccinated. Like, we could have put this thing to bed. And he's absolutely 100% correct in all of his comments that he said. And I'll, I'll pull up some of them here in a moment. But wait, it gets worse. Or better. I don't know. It depends on how pissed off you want to get. Because then find out that on Tuesday, the Vikings not only are one of the least vaccinated teams in the league at just over 64% fully vaxxed, but they are the lowest team in the league in terms of vaccination. With uh, 64% fully vaccinated, like 70% at least one shot, uh, that would be roughly 27 players who are not vaccinated. And I cannot even begin to describe the amount of anger. Actually, clearly I have over the last couple of minutes, but I am pissed off at this team because, A, this shouldn't happen. This is a team that is built for what could be a championship caliber season, and that is going to be derailed or has already been derailed by the selfishness of those who are not vaccinated. Kirk Cousins, right there, chief among them at the top of the list. I would also be willing to bet, based on his wife's Twitter uh, uh, feed, that, I, you know, just some messages I've seen, and I hope this is not the case, but I would guess Adam Thielen isn't vaccinated. And, you know what? Given the amount of cases that are high in Louisiana right now, maybe Justin Jefferson isn't vaccinated. So I'm just willing to bet that a number of the star athletes on the Vikings are not vaccinated. Have at it because this royally pisses me off. Cousins isn't vaccinated. Sheeland is, and I'm going to say Harrison Smith isn't. I would say Justin Jefferson is. Hopefully we'll see. But kind of like you know, what we talked about a couple weeks ago with Cole Beasley. What an idiot he is. And all these players, football players who volunteer for football, you are guaranteed to end up with CTE if you play football for this long to make it to the NFL. Some sort of brain damage that you volunteer for, for you know, millions of dollars. So you're okay with that, but they're not okay with getting a shot to help them not get sick or get others sick with COVID. Oh, it's you not know, FDA. Yeah, it's, it's not it's, FDA approved, Chris. It's not FDA approved. That's what I hear. Oh, it's their body, their choice. 
it's just, you know, another example of the toilet or the, the, the country going in the toilet. And you've got all these Viking players doing this, which is, you know, Vikings, a lot of expectations this year. They're going to bounce back and have a good year. And then they might, you know, this may all blow over. But I hope I'm, I'm ready to get rid of Kirk Cousins, yep. like, now. Yep. Like, I'm even without this, I'm just done with him. Like, he just isn't good enough to get the Vikings where they want to get to. You know, and, and Thielen, if this is his last year, that's fine. Harrison Smith and whoever else, whatever. Like, just get these dummies off the team. And yeah, it's disappointing that they're one of the least vaccinated teams out there. They were the last play. Yeah. I mean, we have not heard, like, there were reports that it was the Colts and the Chargers and uh, the Cardinals. Oh. Washington were among the least, like, like, the Vikings weren't mentioned. They weren't mentioned at the top, but never in my wildest dreams, I guess, would I have thought that the Minnesota Vikings, uh, a, a team, you know, the, the state that was heavily hit by COVID, that had all these sanctions, like, you, you know what's going on. The Delta variant is now out here. I wouldn't have thought that the Vikings uh, would be the worst team in terms of getting them va- themselves vaccinated. I just, I just, I wouldn't have, it, I wouldn't have thought it. Hey, Kirk Cousins is just an idiot. Mm-hmm. Just, the way he lives his life is not how I wouldn't choose to live my life. Our beliefs couldn't be any more different on things, I feel. And just the way he acted last year where he says, if I die, I die. It's like, what type of a fucking attitude is that mm-hmm. when it comes to this thing? It's like, it's ridiculous. And uh, did Adam Thielen have it last year or he had to sit out a game because of it? And, like, his wife put this video out on social media it was the, with the Panthers game, fairly meaningless game outside of Teddy Bridgewater coming back. And, you know, I think the Vikings won close or whatever. Yep, yep the at the very last game. minute. Chad and Thielen was all excited about it, and he was, you know, up and screaming like a fan would. And like, well, you fucking idiot, or you could have been there if, if, you, if you wouldn't have been an idiot. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, like, you could miss games. Like, last year, what, he, he missed a game. There weren't, or was there another, maybe one player that missed a game? Not a lot of people missed games. Yeah, the Vikings were one of the teams that had that did very well when it came to not having any games uh, postponed, uh, you know, rescheduled. They didn't have a lot of guys miss time. Like they were one of the better teams in terms of uh, dealing with all the protocols. Well, you would think that they would get vaccinated this year, but no. Like Kirk Cousins is just an idiot, yes. and he put him in the bucket with all the other idiots out there that don't have a shot. What do we got? Seventy percent right now, and with at least one shot, sixty-four and a half percent fully vaccinated. And masks are going to come back. Like, you're going to have to wear a mask again no matter what. Yep. So if you want to go to Walmart or wherever and wear a mask again, and that's where we're at in some places, and that's where I think we're going to be at here this fall. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to wear a mask. We got high school sports coming up, and I wore a mask damn near every game. And I'm not I'm not doing that this year. And, and it sounds like school's going to open without those mask requirements. And, like, it sucked to wear it. I would prefer not to fucking talk for two or three hours on the radio with a mask over my face. Mm-hmm. That's what we did last year, and that's what everybody at a sporting event. And it's like, do you want to do that again? No. no. Like, the biggest complainers of that are the people that don't get the shot. Exactly. It's like, okay, you're going to have to put the fucking mask on again. Yes. All you had to do was a goddamn shot, 
that was absolutely free. Mm-hmm. My arm hurt for a day afterwards, and that was it. And now I'm good until this fall, this winter, when I get probably another shot. Yeah. It's like, we don't want to do this. We're the dumbest fucking country, considering all the advantages we have. We're the ones that came up with the vaccine for this thing. Mm-hmm. That's great. And now a third of the population doesn't want to get get the shot. It's yeah. it's it's fucking ridiculous. If you could talk about oh, it's, it's my you know my body, my choice, or, or what? Well, okay, whatever. You know, like and then these are the people who are supposedly patriotic. If you want to be a patriot for this country, then get the damn vaccine so we can get back to normalcy, to get back to our normal lives in this country. So I just. For Kirk Cousins, it doesn't surprise me. And I don't know, and and so I shouldn't get so upset, but at the same time, like, this was the, you saw, you you have pieces. The Vikings went out and actively just revamped pretty much their entire defense. They have a star in Justin Jefferson. They have a star in Dalvin Cook if he can stay healthy. They have all of the pieces to make a legitimate run to a Super Bowl this year. And granted, the NFC, very loaded. You know, Aaron Rodgers now back with the Packers, so that makes them a contender. The Rams with Matthew Stafford, easily a contender. Uh, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, of course. Like, those three are clearly at the top, and then I think the Vikings are kind of in that next tier. But if Kirk Cousins can't go because he catches COVID or, you know, has something like... Are you not reading what's going on with the Delta variant, folks? I mean, have you seen all the, you know, Georgia cases up 214%. Louisiana hospitals are overfilled. Children are on ventilators and, like, breathing apparatuses just because they, they have it. Like, what what are you needing? What what proof do you need? And, and then we have, like, dumb pastors who are, are like, saying, like, oh, it's not real. And, oh, they, you just don't, like, what what is going on here as a country? Like, it's just terrible. And... I mean, if the Vikings could have 53 or 90 Patrick Petersons, I sure as hell wish they would. Because here's what Patrick Peterson said today on his, or recently on his podcast, his All Things Covered podcast. He said, quote, we need all hands on deck. And I know it's a personal preference, but if you're trying to win a championship, I want to put myself in the best position possible because at the end of the day, we've got something going here. Obviously, you want to build depth, but you have a greater chance by winning with your starters on the field. If we're healthy, we're going to compete each and every Sunday. It's every player's personal preference if they want to get the vaccine or not. But I feel like it's I'm too important to this team not to get vaccinated. I miss an important game, and now we possibly lose that game, and that can be the game that we needed to get into the playoffs. Thank God for people like Patrick Peterson, who know what's at stake here, and who came to the Vikings. Remember, he was with the Cardinals for a long time. He could have chosen anywhere. He surprised a lot of people by going to the Vikings because he thought that this team had the pieces in place or that he could be that additional piece to help get them over the hump and get them to compete for a Super Bowl. Why can't we have more players on the Vikings like Patrick Peterson who have a, just a grand fuck as to what's going on here? It just pisses me off. Yeah, Patrick Peterson says all the all the that's that's what he says. That's that's what you should say. And all these players that you know want to be, you know, Kirk Cousins. He's like, oh, all about the team and you know being a good teammate. Well, yeah, you're bullshit. not a good teammate if you're not vaccinated. You're just not. Yep. All of what Patrick Peterson said, he's right about all of that. And again, you're hurting your team. You're you're just putting yourself and others at risk. You're you're risking yourself getting sick. You're risking yourself missing a game. 
Like I said, hey, I, I can get you this shot and guarantee you won't miss a game because of this reason. Like, okay, why wouldn't you do that? And I don't understand. I blame Trump. I blame Fox News. I, I blame radio. And that's pretty easy to know where this is coming from. It just people hear some things and they just feed into feed into that. Yep. They say, hey, this is. I believe this for whatever reason. I don't know how their brain works. You and me hear it and we say it's a bunch of bullshit. They hear it and they think, my God, this is this is right. This is what I've been missing. Yeah, this vaccine. Yeah, I'm not getting it at all. It's like, I can't help you. I can't help you. You're you're just an idiot. You just you just outed yourself as a absolute moron absolutely absolutely and you're gonna have other people who feel the exact opposite who like i don't know where kirk cousins necessarily stands on but clearly hasn't gotten the 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 vaccine and you're gonna have people on the opposite end that accuse us of like oh you know all this hate like it's their choice whatever it's just yeah we get that but you gotta try and protect yourself and if you're all about team you gotta get this vaccine cole beasley he's not about the team he's just dumb I mean, we don't need. I don't want to say Kirk Cousins and Cole Beasley or Adam Thielen and Cole Beasley in the same damn sentence. But I am right now because these. Yeah. It, at least I haven't heard from Cousins or Thielen regarding the vaccine. But I damn well believe that we will hear very soon. Cousins is going to have to address this. Thielen, if unvaccinated, is going to have to address this. Nate Stanley going to have to address this. Kellen Mond, who I loved the pick at the time, he's going to have to address this. Because if he's the quarterback and waiting for the Vikings, potentially, he's just done himself an, a huge disservice by making this choice. And maybe he is vaccinated and caught it somehow. I don't know. But this, it, it, it's just bad. And this is what Mike Zimmer said the other, uh, the other day. I believe it was on Monday. He said, I just feel like, uh, Colt, I just feel like we're going to have guys miss games. There are so many cases going on right now. We're going to have guys miss some games, and we have to be prepared for it. He also said, uh, quote, going through all the things you had to do last year with masks, protocol, traveling, can't leave for a day, can't go out and see your family and all the things, can't go out to dinner on the road, have to wear masks on the plane, all that stuff. It was just difficult. I just don't understand. I just don't understand. I think we could put this thing to bed if we all do this. But it is what it is, end quote. Uh. Like Mike Zimmer, we talk about how much we hate these other guys. Mm-hmm. I love Mike Zimmer. I loved him before this. He's probably been my favorite coach of my, any of my favorite teams yes. in 30 years of, of being a fan. And, again, whenever he goes, he goes. But Mike Zimmer will always be my favorite coach. Yep. What he did on the field, and he turned this defense from it was a terrible defense for decades, and he turned that thing around nearly immediately, and I have no doubt he'll do it again this year. And for him to act like he's acting now is is absolutely perfect. And he goes on further to say, quote, I talked to the team, and like I said before, there are quite a few guys that are just against it. I'm not going to be able to change their mind, so it's like the it's like half the country, I guess, end quote. So even with this going on, there are still guys who aren't going to get vaccinated. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? I just, I'm ready to just not even, I'm just ready to be done with this team before the season even begins. Let me just, like, just go ride with uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, the Hall of Famer and whatnot. I'm ready to just go cheer for the Chiefs regardless now here. Because this, this stuff is sickening. It is absolutely sickening 
what is going on right now in Egan, and it's not Mike Zimmer's fault, it's not the Wilfs' fault, it's not, because Mark Wilf, the president, the owner, he said it's concerning, like, he wants these guys to get vaccinated, you know, to help the community and everything. I'm sure Eric Sugarman, the head trainer, is trying to do whatever he can to get the Vikings, you know, players vaccinated, to get them educated. And Peterson said also that, you know, maybe like the NFLPA maybe didn't do a good job educating players. How difficult is it to look and say, like, okay, what's in this vaccine? Is this going to help me? What, watch some damn TV, not Fox News or Newsmax or whatever, the OAN, whatever you want, like the anti-vaccine uh, news outlets. Don't watch those. If you want the facts about the vax, then find it at any reputable media corporation or media site. It's just ridiculous. It really is. It is ridiculous. I heard Dak Prescott asked him last week, and he tried to, oh, that's HIPAA. Like, you don't even know what the fuck HIPAA is. That's yeah. not HIPAA at all. I deal with HIPAA. Uh, he's, he's wrong on his HIPAA. You don't even know what the hell's going on. Carson Wentz, obviously, he's not vaccinated. He said... He didn't give an answer because if you don't give an answer, that means you're not vaccinated. Exactly. Exactly. And very happy person wins. Hopefully his career is over with. Well, you know, he has a broken foot out five to 12 weeks. Hopefully it's towards 12 and not the five. Well, how the hell is that a diagnosis? He's either going to be out a month or three. I don't know. Same thing I'm with the... going to have my child in January or April. It, right. Uh, Quentin Nelson, the Indianapolis Colts guard, also has the same foot injury as, as Wentz, and he's out to the, for the same timetable, five to 12 weeks. I'm extremely happy that Carson Wentz is it as poorly as it did last year and was hurt, and I'm glad that he broke his foot. I'm well, very I hope, happy. I, I hope it continues to happen. I hope that he doesn't come back or that he comes back and gets injured again. Like, yes, because he's brittle as hell, and he's an idiot too. And, yeah. yeah, it's hard to root for Cousins and any of these guys that aren't vaccinated. Like, it's I'll watch the games as always, and obviously I've been down on this team for many, many years, and – I just don't care as much as I used to, and I was hoping for a good year, and that may be, may be it, but it'd be great if somebody other than Kirk Cousins was this team's quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it's... And the line is still crap, so... Yeah, well, Whatever, I think... I this defense, I just don't see this offensive line turning around this year at all. The, the offensive line is the key to the Vikings' success for this year, and on, honestly, I, I hope... That I'm wrong and that nothing's that that the, that the Vikings have a great season because I think it can be a very special season coming up here for Minnesota just with the talent on this team. But the talent's got to be on the field, and if you aren't vaccinated, there's a good chance you aren't going to be on the field for the whole season, and that's going to cost this team. It could cost Mike Zimmer his job, and I hope that the Wolves look at this situation and look at what Zimmer's doing. Like, hey, this isn't Mike Zimmer's fault here. We got to give him some leeway because if we have dumbass players on our team, it's them. And you can't, unfortunately, you can't cut Cousins. You can't cut Thielen because of the huge salary cap implications that that would ensue with it. But if I'm Kirk Cousins, if I'm the Vikings, I almost demand Kirk Cousins give back his salary if he's not willing to get vaccinated and do whatever he can be on the field this year. He took all that guaranteed money from him. He'd better do whatever it takes to get on that field. So if not, then fuck you, Kirk Cousins. Oh, I'm damn. Well, I'm saying, hey, we're, we're going to play Kellen Mond. We're going to see how he does. Well, he is coming too, Kellen though, Mond. so I don't know if I trust that guy. When they come back, they'll be back in a week. Jake Browning, you know what, Jake Browning, you're starting every preseason game. We're going to see what you got here. Yep, let's let's uh, see. Third, third, third year, fourth year, let's see if you're worth the damn. Yep. We're going to, no, it's, yeah, it's, 
We're wasting our time again. Yeah. It, it just... It, I just feel like the season's going to be derailed before it even begins. And that's even like, oh, B.C. Johnson tore his ACL. Well, that that's not a huge loss, but you feel bad that they, you know that's a wide receiver that you know has come up big in, in at certain times, but it's not the end of the world. This is, I mean, and that pales in comparison to what's going on here now within the organization. So the Vikings are, could be a very fractured team if they don't come together and figure out what the hell's going on. And again... If we could have 90 Patrick Petersons on this team, it would be a hell of a lot better than, uh, you know, just oh, than the collection of talent that they have right now of guys who just refuse to flat out get the vaccine. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I hate to say that, and I hope that, you know, that, you know, with all these guys, but fuck, I mean, it, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. It really is. Just, it angers me. Uh, and, Jeff Gladney's probably yeah, Jeff yeah. probably done. Yep. Um, they signed D.D. Westbrook, which I like. Yeah. Like a somewhat legitimate third receiver, which I think this team desperately needs. Mm-hmm. Because their tight ends don't do anything for me. Irv Smith doesn't do a goddamn thing for me, unless he does something this year. I got two good, uh, two good wide receivers and. The, the asshole from Tennessee was Tajay Sharp, who I didn't even know was on the team. I don't even remember him catching a single pass last year. I don't think he did, and he's yeah. not on the team anymore. So, And B.C. Johnson is like, great, you caught 20 passes. Fantastic. Like, like, I don't you know. Like, D.D. Westbrook, at least he's done something. He's caught like 50 or 60 passes in a season, which is something. So They, they apparently are optimistic about this uh, wide receiver from Iowa that they drafted. Uh, so we'll see if that, uh, you know, translates to anything. Uh, I think that Irv Smith is going to have a big year this year because he's going to be that feature tight end, and Tyler Conklin is a serviceable enough. They got that guy for the, the, from the D2 Missouri school uh, who catches everything, you know, up and down the field, so maybe that's, that's something that they can look at. I don't know, but... It, like I can't even really think about how this season now is going to go right now because I'm just so unoptimistic and I there's so much uncertainty now because of the dumbasses on this team that refuse to get vaccinated and I like listen I there's a situation with my like I have, I have some family members that aren't vaccinated and it's a situation that will come to a head at at some point here and will be addressed uh, by me because I'm up I, I it just upsets me about it and. You know, I don't know how that conversation could go, but they fall in the same line with these people. Like, what the hell are you waiting for? There's no, it's just, unless you have a medical reason, or unless you are of, like a devout religion, like a Quaker, or I, I don't know, like if you're uh, Islam or whatever, there's no reason why you shouldn't be getting the vaccine. There, there just absolutely isn't, unless it's for medical or devout religious reason. Do they vaccinate their kids? Well, you would think. Yes, I mean you have to almost vaccinate your kids to get in school, right? You should at least, yeah. It's, like I, I don't know. It's it's ridiculous, you know. Well, now like New York, like if, 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 wouldn't it be something if you know ninety five percent of people got their COVID shot by now, and, and we were done with this? Like, don't you want to be done with this? Like, we found a solution to this. Mm-hmm. You want to be done with this? It's. Again, it's just the downfall of a society, and it starts with where they get their information from. Yeah. And these people at 
the Sean Hannity's and Tucker Carlson's and everybody else and, and Rush Limbaugh's, they know, or in Rush Limbaugh's case, he knew since he's dead. Oh, sad. They, they, they know they're full of shit, yes. but they know there's money to be made. I'm looking at the TV right now. The governor's on there. She never used to be like this. She wants to run for president. That's why she's gone fucking crazy. Yep. Uh, because she knows there's a section of the population that, that goes for that type of stuff. And pretty sure. Uh, just the downfall of the society when you, you can't, people can't distinguish what's true and what's not. They believe the false stuff and they don't believe the true stuff. Well, it's not, it's like, it's not that difficult. It's I, not that difficult. It's, I will it's say just, that some of the messaging from the CDC lately has been awfully confusing. Like, they need to get on the same page because that's only more, like, more so encouraging the, uh, the anti-vaxxers because, oh, well, they can't get their facts straight. Then, like, how am I supposed to believe that this vaccine is really safe for me? Blah, blah, blah. So the CD, like the CDC, the, the, the National Institute of Health, everyone, they have to get on the same page with exactly what's going on with this virus. What's a mask mandate, what it's supposed to do, or what, what the mask mandate should be, uh, I mean, the vaccine itself it speaks for itself. Yes, you might have a few cases where people might have like a heart attack, but they're very few and far between, and there's probably underlying health conditions related to that. Uh, now we see like New York City is now going to demand that you provide proof of vaccination to get into gyms and restaurants and stuff. Good. I know people might think that that's a, a, a oh, it's you know you're invading my privacy or my personal. You know, space by making me show you this. Well, you know what? If you were vaccinated, then you don't have a problem with it. And it's the people who aren't that have the problem with it. So they can shut the hell up. I mean, it's just... It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's disappointing. <sighs> it's... Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. It's... Yeah, and I guarantee you all the talking heads... Uh, or most of the talking heads on, like, Fox News... They're vaccinated... Yeah, I mean, yeah, they don't. They don't actually believe the shit they say. I mean, it's it's disappointing when when people believe that stuff. But yeah. <sighs> all right, where do we go from here? Um, and lots of basketball signings. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's just. You know, it's very difficult to keep track of all the NBA free agency signings and and whatnot because they just the the information comes so rapidly. I guess the biggest news is that. Uh, two biggest signings, I guess, to me. Kyle Lowry, uh, three-year, $90 million deal with the Heat. It's going to be a sign-and-trade. I'm not sure what the Raptors are getting back in return. And Goran then... What, what are they getting? Getting Goran Dragic. Okay, well, I mean, that's uh, fine, okay. I guess. Um, but then... Oh, by the way, the Vikings have released Jeff Gladney, so that's great. That was a wasted first-round pick when they could have had Antoine Winfield Jr., but that's neither here nor there. Uh, just, But they couldn't have known what was about to ensue with him. and Whatever. Anyway, back to this. Then you have uh, uh, Ball, Lonzo Ball getting a deal with the Chicago Bulls. Was that a sign-in trade as well? I would say those are the easily... The, uh, apparently, DeMar DeRozan is finalizing a sign-and-trade with the Bulls as well. So, uh, your Chicago Bulls making big moves, but I would say those are clearly the big moves thus far in free agency in the less than a day since it started. So, Chris Paul re-signing with Phoenix? Yes, yep. Four, was it four-year, $112 million or something like that? 
120. And Kawhi Leonard, I don't think he's signed. He'll probably go back to the Clippers. So a couple of guys staying with their teams. The Bulls are making moves. It's exciting. I don't. I don't expect him to be any good. They got, you know, like three all-star type guys. Demar Derozan's good. He'll get you twenty points a game. Lonzo Ball's okay. Um, he's improved. They got Zach Levine, who's been tremendous. You can't ask him to do much more. Right. They got uh, Nikola Vukovic from Orlando. The trade deadline that didn't matter last year. They tried to make the playoffs, but they gave a first rounder for him. So, and he's an all star. So, they've made moves. This is as loaded as they've been in a while. So yep. it's exciting. Maybe I'll hear about the Bulls again. I don't know, but I don't think they're better than Milwaukee or the Nets or the Sixers. Probably a couple other teams. So I don't know. They're going to be the seventh seed. Six seed, the five seed. Do you think with the know. move that Lowry uh, of Lowry going to the Heat that the Heat are now the favorites? Because that's what people are talking about. It's like um, I I don't necessarily think the Heat are the favorites in the East. I think you still have the team in Brooklyn. Uh, you still have Milwaukee, the defending NBA champions. Philadelphia is still good, but they you know there's some question marks regarding their roster. Like I, I don't think this move this move puts the Heat in the conversation, but it doesn't vault them to the top. I've never liked Kyle Lowry. I think he's vastly overrated. You won a title with Toronto, and then that kind of overrates you. Like he's a fine player. Like he aver- he's, he's a guy that's a 15 point per game average for his career. I like, just take out the first couple years and take out the first five years of his career. He averages 17 points, seven assists, five rebounds. It's fine numbers. Good numbers for a point guard. It's nice. He's made the All-Star team six times. Like I, I just don't care about him. He's going to be 35. I don't care about Kyle Lowry. Um, so. Steph Curry signs a four-year extension worth $215 million with the Warriors. Carmelo Anthony is joining forces with uh, LeBron in L.A. with the Lakers. Uh, the Lakers also, you know, they, they traded on uh, draft night last week. Uh, for Russell Westbrook, and so between Westbrook and Melo and LeBron and AD, I mean that's a pretty fear. Or that's a pretty uh, unique and interesting uh, group that the Lakers have there. We'll see if they can all stay healthy. Uh, Kendrick Nunn and Malik Monk both signed with uh, with the Lakers as well. Nunn had that, I believe, that big game for the Clippers, or maybe not. No, apparently he played for the Heat. Never mind. That that was a different that was a different guy, uh, but you know Malik Monk yeah. I believe used to play at Kentucky. He he was with the um, Hornets. Yes, he was with the Hornets last year. So I mean, I don't know. A lot of other Wait, signings that I've seen just haven't done a lot for me. It's like okay, that guy is fine. Like what's that going to do? But those are the, the ones that we mentioned right off the off the top are probably the most significant ones. Lakers have a completely new team. You know who the longest tenured Laker is now? Who is it? LeBron. It's LeBron James. That's insane. He's been there what, three years. Insane. Um, so yeah, they got a whole new team. Like he just cleans house. 
I mean, that's what LeBron does when he goes somewhere. It's just a completely different team. So we'll see if it works out. They want to win another title. We'll see what happens there. So, and a lot of signings. Do you know who uh, one of the pieces Bulls are sending to the Spurs for DeMar DeRozan? They got a few few uh, draft picks in there. Do you know who they're sending? Uh, I do not. One of, but... one of Nathan Stacken's favorites. Oh boy! Well, I'm pulling up this article here now, so I'll see it in a in a moment. No way! Don't tell me. Um, yes, Thaddeus Young. <laughs> Thaddeus Young, son of a bitch. Oh boy, that brings back some memories. <laughs> There's that. Uh, Trey Young signed a big deal. Uh, John Collins, he's out there. You might go to back to Atlanta with a big, big offer. So there's been some interesting things. Jared Allen got a hundred million dollars from Cleveland. God bless America. Um, the truth be told, I didn't, I didn't know who this guy was, and I don't know if he's worth a hundred million dollars or not. I couldn't pick him out of a, a lineup. If you gave me, you know, Jared Allen and. Uh, former Vikings player, and then Jared Allen, the basketball player. Um, this guy's black with a big afro. Still couldn't pick him out of a lineup. <laughs> well, yeah, he went. To, he was a big afro guy. He went to Texas. He was at Texas. Okay. I remember him in college. Like he's he's done well. Thirteen points, ten rebounds. He was with Brooklyn. He got shipped out to Cleveland and. You'll be with Cleveland for a while, make your money, that's fine. Like you said, God bless America for him making $100 million, son. 13 points, 10 rebounds, and yet Mike Don can't figure out a, you know, carve a role in the NBA. And then uh, Patty Mills, he went to the Nets, two years, $12 million, And uh, he's still in the Olympics, so, you know. Um, the, the NBA draft... I'd say, hey, I, I, I watched maybe 30 seconds of this. I didn't watch much at all, but I was following along. And easily, the most stunning result was that Jalen Suggs fell to four to Orlando. I was stunned five. that Jalen Suggs. Five. Five. Well, he, he was five. Oh, my, my bad. To five to Orlando. You're right. Yep, it, it was five. Raptors, Raptors took, uh, took Scotty Barnes. You're right. From yep. Toronto. But I, we kind of knew who the first four picks were going to be. and Did we? Because I thought Suggs, I thought it was, Suggs was going to be two, maybe three. Like, yeah, we kind of figure like Suggs, Evan Mobley, Jalen Green, Kate Cunningham, they'll be in the top four or five. And then after that, I have no idea. I didn't watch much of this. I don't know any of these sons of bitches. I know Kate Cunningham... I'd heard of Jalen Green because he went to the D-League. I'd be lying if I told you I knew the fuck who Evan Mobley from USC was a week before the draft. Oh, I see. I knew him. Big yeah. um, time. Uh, Scotty Barnes, Florida State, no. Jalen Suggs, obviously know who he is. Other than that, just like I, Corey Kispert went to the Wizards. I've heard of him. Yeah. Davion Mitchell from Baylor. And and all these other I don't I don't know any of the I don't know any of these other guys I don't know just looking at it Luca Garza went to Detroit Charles Bassey went to Philadelphia at, at fifty three overall Charles Bassey 
uh, went to Western Kentucky. Yep. And I know of him because he was in Sioux Falls for the Mike Miller Classic years ago. Ah, okay. And, and he had just switched high school after high school after high school, and he was a guy of note. Other than that, I know maybe five guys in this draft, six guys in this draft. So it's, uh, I don't know, it's... Cade Cunningham's supposed to be good. We will see what, you know, Jalen Green people like him as a score. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I'll talk Olympics here. So let's talk Let's talk some Olympics here. Simone Biles, um, she uh, participating in the balance beams now. She had backed out of several competitions. We know uh, Suni uh, Lee won the uh, women's all-around uh, this individual all around, so congratulations to her. She won gold there. Uh, Jade is it Jade Carey, I believe. Uh, let, let me let me get this here. Um, she won gold in her individual event, uh, so that was great to see. Um, so gymnastics doing really well despite um, you know the whole issue with with Simone Biles and uh, there are a lot of different takes on it. We're not going to get go into get into that anymore. Uh baseball, they're almost done. They lost to Japan in semifinals, so they have to win out here just to win a medal. Uh USA Women's Soccer, they lost to Canada 1-0 that snapped a, a match streak of over 30 uh consecutive like 38 consecutive matches that they had uh hadn't lost to Canada. And so they're going to go for the bronze, but that's certainly a disappointment. Uh, awesome swimming that we've seen. Uh, Caleb Dressel, fantastic. We know what Katie Ledecky and what she did. Lydia Jacoby with arguably the moment of the Olympics, the 17-year-old swimmer from Alaska. Her, her classmates in the gym at their at her high school going crazy when she surprisingly won her event. So that was great to see. Um, uh, beach volleyball not going great for the U.S. Both the men's teams are out. One of the women's teams are out. Uh, Alex... Uh, Kleiman and um, uh, or is it it's Kleiman and, and, and Ross. Uh, they are uh, they've advanced. I think they're in the semifinals now. So that's interesting. There, uh, China's kicking butt right now in gold, but uh, the United States has the slight advantage overall in medals. And then the track and field. I, I would prefer swimming to track and field. And um, it's, it's very weird, you know, when you see them having to run on a very wet, rainy track, uh, like the women had to with the 400-meter hurdles and whatnot. But this men's 400-meter hurdle between the Norwegian and, is, is it Ray? Johnson? Uh, no, 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 not Randy Johnson. Um, yeah, no, he's not there. Oh, are you back now? Are you, are you back? Uh, I, I can stop talking about this here. Um, Ray something. Yeah, where where are we here? Um, da, da, da. Anywho, uh, four hundred meters set. Both set world records. It was just fantastic to see. I'll get I'll get who this guy is. I should know it off the top of my head, and I apologize that I don't because that that does that that's bad on my part. Uh, but Ray Benjamin. Ray Benjamin. Thank you. Um. He, I mean, arguably, I don't know if you watched any of this, Krenz, but, um, like, it seemed like he held back a little bit 
there to start and perhaps a little bit too much and then he turned it on at the end but then this Norwegian just said okay no, I'm going to hold you off and set this world record like I said it was just a fantastic race it, that was a very uh, intriguing uh, arguably one of the moments of the Olympics uh, also when the Italian and the guy from Qatar both shared the gold in the high jump that was something uh, so a lot of cool moments at the Olympics um I would say the U.S. isn't doing great in the medal, but they, they've won a lot of silver, haven't gotten the gold, and I know people are all obsessed with the gold. Um, but it seems like track and field, they're going to get quite a few medals in. Um, just, again, I, I get sucked into the Olympics. I didn't think I was going to this year. Not a lot of people are. Ratings are down significantly. But um, overall, I, I've liked what I've seen from the competitions uh, for the most part. Yeah, Simone Biles was back. Um, men's ba- I mean, basketball, I'm kind of interested in the basketball. Probably not going to watch it, but yeah, Luka Doncic in Slovenia. They That's look exciting. unbeatable right now. Slovenia, huh? I think, is the favorite. And you got the U.S. They made the at least the medal round, and I think, I think they're going to take on Australia. Mm-hmm. And they beat Spain, so that was a good. Ricky Rubio went nuts. Um, so, yeah, basketball is kind of intriguing. Uh, you got track and field. You got some stuff there. So, what are we done? Is Friday, Friday, Saturday is when this thing's done with? Uh, yeah, it's like early Sunday morning. I think would be like the final events. They'll 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 replay stuff throughout the day and then closing ceremonies that night. But it's really you know that day because it's like seven o'clock in the mornings when it'll happen. Uh, of note. Uh, Columbia, they got their first ever uh, medal, I think, from a woman in, in weightlifting. I think it was Columbia. I don't even. San Marino won a bronze medal in shooting. Uh, Bermuda won a medal in the women's biathlon. And the Philippines won their first ever gold medal. I know that was in weightlifting. So it's when these moments happen and you see these countries that haven't had a lot of Olympic success win their first ever gold medals, it's it's cool to see. Fiji, uh, they won the gold in rugby, so the whole country is going to you know have a national holiday to celebrate that. So those are the cool moments of the Olympics. Yeah, we, well, we have 50, 60 medals here in the U.S., and it's good that these other countries that have never won, it's a big deal for them when they Yes, so. absolutely. Absolutely. I, I saw... The two guys who tied for gold, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like, pick a winner? Some people have what? a major problem with this. I don't. I mean, if... if Like, what are, like, in, in, in golf, where you had Xander Shoffley win the golf, yeah. we had, like, a seven-way playoff for bronze. Yeah, that that was a little weird. Yeah. Seven people don't get the bronze medal. We have to figure out who gets third place. And it's like, well, these two guys tied. Well, then you continue to do a jump off or whatever you do to see who wins gold. Like, you don't, at the end of the soccer match, if it's 0-0, which it usually is, you don't just say, all right, you both get gold. Yeah, we tied. We couldn't. Like, no, you go and you figure out who won. Gold, silver, bronze. You don't tie for gold. I got gold. This other guy also got gold. It's like, no, gold, silver, bronze, one, two, three. So I'm not a fan of of two golds. It's an obscure rule, and I don't know, you know, now that they've kind of, now that it's come to light, maybe that's changed. But it's also, I think, embodies the spirit of like, hey, can we share this gold medal? Like, I, I think in, in part, I think that's somewhat cool. But so you can figure out a way to do a tiebreaker. 
All right. Flip a coin. Flip a coin. So uh, track and field, uh, those races will continue throughout. Uh, that, by the way, I mean, I, I saw rock climbing today. I hate that sport. Get that out of the Olympics. Like, that doesn't have any – just get it out. Uh, we already talked about, like, equestrian. Get the hell, that the hell out of the Olympics. It's it's stupid. The the horses are doing more work than the per- than the people. So get just stop. With that BMX, get it out. Skateboard, out. Synchronized swimming, get it out. Uh, artistic gymnastics, get it out. Uh, we gotta, we gotta trim some of the the, the these Olympic events because it's just ridiculous what's getting in there. I saw rock climbing a few weeks ago on ESPN. Some rock climbing event, and it was different and it was unique. Like it doesn't need to be an Olympic sport, though. Sure it doesn't. Very weird how that happens. Uh, yeah. Who cares? That's the Olympics. Yeah. Yep. Anyhow, so how, that, how, that, how, I, how I don't miss the Olympics. Yeah. So that's uh, that's the Olympics going on right now. Um, let's get to the baseball because uh, boy, I don't know if I've ever seen a trade deadline like what we had last week. The Chicago Cubs I don't remember. had. A, the, I don't remember. The, the Chicago Cubs had a fire sale. Like just got rid of everyone. Uh, pretty much, Chris Bryant goes to uh, to San Francisco. They trade uh, several guys, like a guy to the Mets and a guy to Javi Baez. Javi Baez, thank you. They trade someone to the Yankees, Rizzo. I think Anthony Rizzo. Anthony Rizzo. Someone uh, they just traded a guy across town to the South Side to the Sox. Craig, Craig Kimbrell. Great Kimbrell is yeah. Great uh, yep, uh, Jose Barrios from the Twins. He gets traded to the Blue Jays, which I got it. I know, we've talked about this for several weeks leading up to the trade deadline. The, the Twins needed pitching. So what do they do? They trade their best pitcher. For some yeah. prospects, we'll see what, what pans out with that. i, I got to imagine that irked you a little bit. But what, I mean, apart from the Cubs, what surprised you most? I guess, you know, Max Scherzer getting traded to the Dodgers yeah. along with Trey Turner. The Dodgers making huge moves there. Uh, I think last week we had already talked about um, the Padres getting – the guy from uh, from the Pirates, so yep. um, it just it, it was just mesmerizing to see all of these deals and all of these high profile players leave to go to other teams, it, it, especially the Cubs. The Cubs was by we thought they would sell, but not like this. I don't think. Yeah, they they took care of everybody, so Cubs are done for a while. They won one. Now it's it's so hard to win one. Like all these teams. That I think you're going to be dynasties like the Seahawks, and you know that's why I'm hesitant about the Chiefs. Like they won one, mm-hmm. and that might be it. So we'll see what happens there. Brios, like a big, uh, you know, I heard about Jose Brios for years and how great he was. He was good. He was above average. You know, made the All Star team a couple times. I thought he'd be better than what he ended up being. Mm-hmm. I thought he'd be like a he's, a he's he just isn't a number one starter. He just isn't. If he's your best pitcher, then that's not good enough. Um, he's a very good pitcher. Twins got quite the haul for him, I guess. Austin Martin, who was the fifth pick in the draft last year, and infielder, outfielder sounds like they're going to try him in the outfield. Uh, arm isn't very good in the infield or the outfield, and he doesn't have much power. But apparently. He hits for a good average, so we'll see what he does. Uh, the other guy, Woods Richardson, the pitcher, 
and, and we'll see what happens with him. He's been traded twice now, and he's still only 20 years old. So we'll see if any of these guys guys pan out. I mean, all of these guys they got, the two guys for Barrios, the two guys they got for Nelson Cruz, all of them should be up next year. They should all be up next year, so we should see these guys fairly quickly. We're not going to have to wait three, four years. We should know. Yep, so that'll be exciting. So you're encouraged by what the Twins did. And who, who, who's this guy that they got from the Cardinals? Gant? John Gant, he's, he's just a guy. Okay. John Gant, he's been with the Cardinals for like four or five years. He got rid of Jay Happ, who's been not very good now. Started off good. Yeah, Gant, he's been around for six seasons. He's a guy. I feel like getting Gant is an addition by subtraction just because of the fact that the Twins got rid of Hap. And Matt Shoemaker, who they got rid of a couple weeks ago, he was in AAA with the Saints, and he was pitching well, but they finally released him today, which is long overdue. So Taylor Rogers, who I wish they would have kept, and they did. He hurt his finger, and he might be out through the, through the year. Um, you know, they're, they're, they can still be competitive next year, but the whole pitching staff is going to be completely different. Mm-hmm. Kent Maeda's pitched well here the last month, so that's encouraging to see. I thought Michael Pineda might be on the move. So they're going to have to figure out the pitching situation. And Krakow Baldelli said today, like, he doesn't know who's starting day-to-day right now, so they got to figure out uh, their starting pitching. So they got a lot of options when it comes to that. Could just do the Rays way and go with the bullpen. Um, I mean, the, the trade deadline, though, it's exciting. Like, all the teams made big moves, mm-hmm. it seems like. So, yeah. Like, it was almost like the NBA where all the teams, oh, we needed something, so we got Max Scherzer for priming the Dodgers. Jesus yeah. Christ. I don't know if the Dodgers are going to win, but, again, wouldn't it be great to be a fan of a team that's, all right, we need some guy, we're going to go get the best guy. Mm-hmm. We're going to get – we're the Yankees. We're, you know, what, three games back in the wild card? Having a tough season, people feel like, well, we're going to go get Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo. And we're going to get some guys. I mean, that would be fun for once. You know, the Twins getting a guy, they don't do that. Like, what was it, a couple of years ago, people were wanting, what are we going to do for the playoffs? What are the Twins doing? Make a trade. Well, they got a couple of, they got like Sergio Romo, who was good. Mm-hmm. They got a couple other relievers who were okay. And it's like, that's what the Twins do. What the Dodgers do is they go get Max Scherzer. Yep. What the Yankees what do the, is they get Rizzo and Joey Gallo. I mean, yeah. that, and the I was a little surprised by what the Yankees did, given how far back they are in the division. I mean, the Rays and the Red Sox both look good. The Blue Jays, though, are, are, are right on the Yankees' heels and stuff, and that's why the Blue Jays made the move for Barrios. Uh, in your mind, who... Give me one or two or even three teams that you think most improved from the deadline. Tampa Bay with getting Nelson Cruz. Thought he was the best hitter available. So, I like what Tampa Bay did getting Nelson Cruz. Uh, I like what the White Sox did getting Craig Kimbrell. They got him and Liam, Liam Hendricks right now. So, you got Chicago, you got Tampa. I like what they did. I mean, the playoffs should be good. I mean, it's... Playoffs should be like Take your pick. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee, the Giants, the Dodgers. Can the Mets hold on? Like in the American League, you've got Tampa. You've got Boston. You've got Chicago. You've got Houston. All of those teams are separated by two games. So who knows how the seeding's going to go, and you've got some heavy hitters 
there. So that's exciting to see. Wild card now in the American League, now more up for grabs. Mm-hmm. As uh, you've got Oakland kind of hanging on, they're still three up on Seattle and uh, the Yankees and the Blue Jays. That's where you cut it off right there. So we'll see if the Blue Jays or the Yankees can make a run. I think Seattle, they, they fall off eventually. But Was there any – sorry, go ahead. And it, it's uh, and the Padres with Fernando Tatis, we'll see how long he's out. He's hurt again yep. with his shoulder. And I would say the only team that could threaten them would be the Cincinnati Reds, who are four back, and they're one of the more surprising teams. So San Diego, can they hold on? If not, uh, the Reds. The Reds are right there. And Joey Votto went nuts this past week. Mm-hmm. Uh, hitting home runs. I love Joey Votto. Mm-hmm. Um, his approach to baseball. And somebody asked, why he went home run recently? And he said, I'm trying to. Didn't I say, like I, would take, didn't I say I would take the Reds huh? a couple years ago to make the playoffs here, like one of, as one of the up-and-coming teams? I think so. All right. Yeah, Trevor. I got Trevor Bauer anymore, but yep. And uh, Joey Votto, not known as a Joey Votto, not known as a huge home run guy. Uh, I would put him in the Hall of Fame, probably a big on base guy. But he's just hitting a bunch of home runs, and he's struggled for the past couple of years, and now he's thirty-seven and put together an amazing week. Very, yeah, and that, that's good to see. And I like to see the Cincinnati Reds competitive. Um, one of the you know, obviously, you know, they're famous yeah. for Pete Rose and and stuff. And the, you know, was it was it the Red Machine in the seventies that they were called and, and stuff? Um, big Red Machine. Yep, Big Red Machine. Thank you very much. Was there any team in the trade deadline that you thought gave up too much for what they got in return, or just were a couple of teams that you're like, why are they making this move? I think it's so hard because you don't know what these prospects are going to do. Mm-hmm. You know. You don't know if it's going to be worth it or not. So, time will tell. Um, you know, the Blue Jays made an interesting move getting Barrios because, like, he'll still be there next year, so they give up a little bit more. And people seem to like what the Twins got. Two, two top 100 prospects. Martin's a top 30 guy, and the other guy's uh, just inside the top 100. So, again, we'll see in a few years. But uh, I like these teams. All these teams... Tanking, it's good to see these teams, a lot of teams, going for it. And I like, you know, it sounds like they got some good prospects from the Rays and the Nelson Cruz trade. So for yeah. the, the terrible season that it's been for the Twins, it is nice um, to see that they're doing, you know, that they're getting And they've got their own, their own pitching. It's all about the pitching. They've got the hitters. they got all these hitters. It's, it's time to get get some homegrown pitchers. Yes. It's been a long Kyle, Kyle Gibson, he went from Texas to, to Philadelphia. Another former twin, so it's been a while since the twins have had some pitchers that have come up through the system. They just traded one of them away in Brios, but other than that, it's been a while. Indeed. Uh, do you have a hitter and a pitcher for the week? Hitter, I'm going to go with a guy named Kyle Farmer with uh, with the Cincinnati Reds. He's been hitting uh, 400 for the past month. Um, Kyle Farmer with the Reds. And uh, we're going to go with one of our old favorites for the pitcher, uh, a guy by the name of Matt Harvey. Ah, the Dark Knight. Matt Harvey's had an up-and-down season with Baltimore, but uh, over his past 22 innings, 
He's gone three and one with a two point four five ERA, which is about as good as he can do. Strikeout numbers are atrocious, under six per nine, which is horrible. Uh, but he hasn't been walking anybody, and uh, he's put together four or five pretty good starts. So Matt Harvey, our Matt Harvey Award winner of the week, he uh, he gets this honor. Very good, very good. Um, Texas... I may not have time for cereals this week. What's that? I may not have time for cereals this week. Oh, okay, that's fine. Nope, we, we, we can. Uh, we're efforting a new phone. That's the thing tonight. Get the get a get the process rolling on a new phone. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. We can do that. Um, we can we can postpone cereals to next week. There's not a lot, so um, so we'll we'll do that. We can certainly do that next week here. I think we have, if I looked at it correctly, I think we're going to have about five to six more weeks of cereals, uh, which is good. Um, right up to football season. Yes. Yep. Yep. Lead it right in. Exactly. Um, Oklahoma and Texas joining the, the SEC by all appearances. It sounds now like the Big 12 and the Pac-12 are going to discuss a potential partnership. That would be, I think, a good move on their part. It, certainly, West Virginia's got to go. Um, I don't know if they're if it, if that would be nineteen teams or if if another team like maybe an Iowa State uh, or a Kansas Kansas State maybe they elect to go to you know, like the Big Ten or, or something else. I I could see that happening. Um, but Kirk Herbstreet had some thoughts on it. He's not thrilled about it. He. Think you know you're losing a lot of tradition, and clearly it's about the money, and obviously it is with this point. But um, not really thrilled. I I don't like that Texas and Oklahoma are leaving. Uh, I think you know obviously the, the the landscape of college sports is drastically changing in part because of NIL, uh, name, image, likeness. But um, this isn't good for the sport of or just for college sports in general. But we're going to see a lot of conference realignment again now, and I know we touched base on that last week. Like he can blame his own network for this. I mean, you know, yeah. who's paying the SEC? They're getting uh, ESPN's getting the ACC now, or the the SEC yep. from CBS. They're yep. getting it. So okay, your own network is giving them lots of money, and that's where you go. You go where the money is. Like, what games are we missing out on? Because Oklahoma, are we missing out on Oklahoma and Oklahoma State? Like, um, is that, I feel like that's the only game we're missing out on. And Oklahoma always wins that game. Oklahoma State never wins that game. It's always, if Oklahoma State can beat Oklahoma, they'll be right there. Home in Texas. Texas, They'll always get to play. Yeah, Texas, Texas Tech on the bat on the men's basketball side, it, you know, oh, yeah. appears to be something that uh, will be appointment television here, at least according well, to John Ross. Well, I don't think we're losing anything with the Big Twelve going away. I don't think we're losing anything. You're adding, you're, you're keeping Oklahoma, Texas, which is a big deal sometimes. You're adding Texas A and M to that mix because they're a bunch of bitches. You're adding Oklahoma and Alabama. Like, if Texas was any good, it'd be great, but they're never any good. Yeah. I just think it's getting greedy and just too oversized. I think that's the problem for me. And you get, like, all all of these, like, Oklahoma, LSU, you get that every few years. Oklahoma, Florida, Oklahoma, all these these teams. And if Texas could be good for once, then you add them to the mix. So Florida, Georgia, LSU, Auburn, Alabama. Like, all of these teams get to play 
Texas and Oklahoma, which they never usually do. So that's, I think we're gaining more on the uh, on the field as far as matchups than we are losing whatever the hell we're losing with the Big 12. I think we need to get Vanderbilt out of the SEC. It'd be nice to get them and a few other teams out. But, you know, the Mississippi schools, I could care less. But they're always going to be there. Yep. Yep, maybe, but maybe Vanderbilt could go somewhere else, like the ACC or something. Wouldn't mind seeing that. Or no, I know they aren't. I know they aren't. Um, yeah, that's that. Um, you got to probably run and go do your phone stuff now. Is that correct? Yeah, like my phone. This the speaker just doesn't work. So when people call me, they can't hear me. Right. Very soft and. <coughs> I don't want to do it, Stack, and I don't want to get a non-flip phone. One of us. One of us. If I don't, I'm on a computer right now talking to you. I'm on a computer all day at work. I don't need another mini computer in my pocket at all times. I use it to text and call. Mm -hmm. I can check Twitter, fine. If I can check Facebook, fine. I don't need it. A GPS would be fine. I don't need a $500 or anything. I don't need anything more than... A hundred dollars. You don't need all the bells and whistles. I don't. I'm going to say what we just went there six months ago, and I was not impressed with what they had. I didn't switch from Verizon to AT&T. It sucks. Much rather be with Verizon. So we'll see what they've got. But there's a couple of options I've seen out there that are fairly, you know, 150 bucks, something like that. I could, I'll, I'll be happy with that. Something that looks like a smartphone that doesn't have a lot of capabilities would be nice with me. So, of course, we're going to go there tonight. And if I get it in two weeks, that's what I'm hoping for. Sometime in the next two weeks, because maybe they'll maybe they'll have it right away. That'd be nice, but but we'll see. So that's that's the plan. If I go back to my old phone, I would. Yeah, I I get it. I I was fortunate that uh, with the phone that I I. I got a replacement uh, phone under warranty. Same phone, same type of phone, Google Pixel 3. So I'm happy with that. I didn't need anything uh, new and extravagant. This does exactly what I need it to do. So there's that. Um, and and uh, we'll say got some Galaxy, Samsung, whatever. So I don't... We will see. Yep. They had other flip phones, which were way too much. Yeah. So... Yep. We will see what uh, what we come up with. We were just there this winter, so all or nothing. All right. Uh, anything else we need to get to then before we say so long? Uh, should be it. I just sent you a message that was not meant for you, saying I'm ready to go, so that was not meant for you. Okay. And, um, <laughs> and it's uh, amateur baseball. Uh, getting ready for that two games tomorrow night. And we've got six area teams, so that's always like to do that. And going to be hot this weekend but not, not too terrible right yep it could be worse hopefully you get a little rain well enjoy the baseball tournament uh look forward to hearing how that goes especially between uh alexandria and uh cornova cornova, cornova so we've got, we got a double header uh the plant killer tomatoes in one of them ah, and yes. the, uh, the Emery raptors in the other they wear some teal and we all like teal i feel like the I feel like if the the tomatoes played the Scottsdale uh, area college asparagus uh, asparaguses, Ooh. that would be a good match. Yeah, I think Scottsdale Community College asparaguses. Oh, asparaguses, that's good. 
So. And uh, we've got the Plankington Bankers. Good nickname. Very good uniforms. They're purple and uh, yellow. All right. So we've got some good, some good uh, teams, some good colors, some good nicknames from around here. Very good. Well, I wish you the best of success on the on the call and uh, with getting the new phone, hopefully. And uh, we'll we'll chat next week. All right. We'll see you later. Travis Crins joining me here. I always appreciate his time as always, and hopefully, yeah, he gets that uh, new phone here, and and we'll we'll see what happens there. But yeah, it's just if in case you couldn't tell from the first half hour, I am upset, and I. Th- for most people, I think this is rightfully so, like the, where the understanding comes from. But because of where we're at, the polarization, the politicalization that's become the, this country, especially when it pertains to COVID-19 and the vaccine, you're going to get several people who disagree. And if you disagree with it, that's fine. Uh, but as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to, and this is why we had a, a you know, we don't like what's going on with Cole Beasley. Like in his dumb stances and all that stuff, he's entitled to his opinion. His opinion, unfortunately, for to us, is wrong. But when it comes to the Vikings and stuff, because this is our team, it hits home a little bit more. And the fact that they are the least vaccinated team in the NFL is just infuriating. Kirk Cousins is not vaccinated, which again shouldn't be a shock. It's just the season is ending before it even begins. That's the way it feels. And yes, Mike Zimmer is right. We're gonna they're gonna have guys miss games. Because of this, because they are too selfish to get vaccinated, I guarantee they probably got vaccines as children for polio and and all the other stuff. Uh, what? Why not? Just do you want life to get back to normal? Like that's the oh, well, I'm just going to be life regardless. Okay, you know what? When all just like you just have to look at what's going on down in the south in Arkansas and Louisiana, where you have this fiance who's saying uh, sent one final text. To his fiance, this guy sending the one final text to his fiance. I wish I had gotten the damn vaccine. Hmm. Like that doesn't hit home with people. Like, like oh, I should have gotten this. Yeah, no shit, you should have. But guess what? You didn't, and you're paying the price. So if that's what happens, and some of these players pay the price either for themselves or for a loved one, well, you know what? Should have gotten it. Hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully common sense comes to light and they get the vaccine. But that's um, it's certainly a situation that bears watching here as we are now a month and change away from the regular season in the NFL. And I'm sure we'll, we'll have more thoughts as if, if anything changes here on the Viking situation next week. Olympics will be done by then. Again, I've enjoyed what, uh, what I've seen so far from the Olympics. Uh, certainly on the... Well, hello there, Noah. Come on in. Daddy, are you not talking on your phone? No, I'm talking right here. Noah, say hi. Hi. What is your favorite Olympic event? Um, golfing. You you enjoy the golfing, huh? Okay. Look, that's yours. Yeah, that is mine. So look at this. All right. An egg piece. Yeah. We just find the egg. We did find an egg. <laughs> yeah, we find the egg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but where are the eggs? I don't know. I don't know. It's not Easter yet. We'll find them at Easter. Yeah, we'll find the Easter one later. What were your thoughts on the MLB trade deadline? 
All right. Well, we're done. Well, thank you, Noah, for joining. Yes. Can I have that ducky? In a second. After I'm done here. I can't reach. Well, okay. Oh yes, yes. Thank you. Yes, yes. Thank you for for announcing that here on the podcast. Um. So. I do. Okay. Well, this podcast is going really off the rails here. In a in a in a hurry. Yes, kiddo. Yeah, yes, that that was fun. That was very funny. All right, well, there's your fun um, for the weekend here. Yeah, my, my son Noah making his first appearance on the podcast. We'll try and get him to pick some games here uh, throughout the NFL season. We'll see if he's up for that. But anyway, we'll see. We'll see if that happens or not. Um, cereals next week. But again, the Olympics, very good um, stuff. Like the track and field, yeah, I would prefer... Um, I like swimming more than I do the track and field, but I gotta tell you this: this 400 meter hurdle uh, race was fantastic on the men's side. Um, just you know, the world record being set uh, by Karsten Warholm of Norway, just getting by um, Ray Benning, uh, Ray Benjamin. Uh, fantastic! It just—they both set world records. It was just fan. It was just great to watch. The women are, are looking great for the 400 uh, hurdles as well. Uh, the, the U.S. women do have a, a lot of success, or appear to be poised for a lot of success here in in track and field. Sydney McLaughlin is great, um, and and so we'll see what happens there. We'll see what the women's basketball team can do. We'll see if the women's soccer team do, uh, takes home the bronze. A lot still going on here as the as the Olympics wind down in Tokyo. Um, ratings, like I said, haven't been great. I think a lot of that is due to the the time zone uh, deal. A lot of these events not being live. Uh, some of it's certainly political, but anyway, well, uh, a lot a lot of stuff going home. But yeah, or a lot of stuff going on. But that Carson Warholm uh, from Norway winning that Olympic race that was great race, great race. Congrats though to, to all the um, to the gymnastics uh, participants, uh, including Jay Carey and of course Suni Lee. Um, just great to see them uh, succeed and, and, and win gold in their events. So that's that's been a lot of fun to watch. Uh, but again, ho- hopefully you've enjoyed the Olympics. What you've watched of it thus far and uh, yeah so next week we'll probably have some final olympic thoughts we'll get into the college football more uh we'll probably get charlie hildebrand on here to start previewing some conferences or uh, some overall thoughts and then over the next several weeks as we lead up into labor day weekend and the and uh college football kicking off we'll certainly have a ton of predictions we'll have previews for the conferences and, and playoff teams and whatnot so Looking forward to that. So for Travis, I'm Nathan. Thank you so much for listening to this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Uh, a lot of emotion, a lot a lot of stuff we packed in here. Uh, again, you're not going to agree with everything, and, and, and that's that's fine. But, but Travis and I certainly have thoughts on it. And, uh, boy, I really hope things turn around here for the Vikings, that uh, there's a lot of negative, a lot of negativity, I think, surrounding uh, a, lot, a lot of frustration with a lot of people here regarding this team. So hopefully that that sort that's uh, 
sorts itself out and uh, the solution or situation here is remedy. Because otherwise it could be very, very bad. A bad year up ahead for the Vikings and I'm uh, very ready to just say, nope, I'm done with this team before it even begins. And that's not a reflection on Mike Zimmer more so as it is the selfishness of the players on that team. Uh, but uh, podcast can be found on podcast.com. Follow me on Twitter at ndstackin, Facebook Nathan Stacken, uh, Travis Crins on Twitter at Travis Crins. A link to the podcast posted middle to later part of each week. So for Travis, I'm Nathan. Thank you so much for listening to this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Enjoy the remainder of the Olympics. Uh, and enjoy if you watch the NFL Hall of Fame game. Enjoy that. Uh, baseball, uh, the NBA free agency that's going on, and we'll talk about it all next week. So again, for Travis, I'm Nathan. Thank you so much for listening to this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it, and we hope you tune in again next week for another edition. And we'll see if, if I'm as angry next week as I was this week. We'll see what happens in the sports world, and we'll talk about it all next week on the Sports Block Podcast. Have a great week, everyone.